0: world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S.tv slash patriot and secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash Patreon.
1: morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee, with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince. This is Andrea, my partner in truth and my partner in funnies on Fridays. We are live every morning, 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, to talk about the news and events of the world and, you know, other things here and there. Good morning, Andrea.
2: Good morning. It is uh, definitely not a funny Friday yet because no. nothing that is
1: going on is funny. Oh, well. We got to make the funnies out of the tragedies and truths, which is part of the fun. I was laughing my ass off this morning uh, with various text groups, um, making jokes about what's going on here. You have to, man. Um, Yeah, I have to, at least it helps me get through the day. Hope everyone's doing well. Get your coffee ready. It looks like yay's got three cups on hand. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Not my second. <laughs> good. Um, weird morning for me. Been up for hours already and we have a crazy rainstorm off and on coming through. It's just absolutely pretty crazy, but everything's good over here. How are you? Everything good over there? Are we ready to, ready to yep. do this?
2: It's Look- sunny and cold here and I'm ready to go. All
1: right. We're ready to I ain't go going outside
2: anytime soon. Like till May. <laughs> Next uh,
1: year. I have to do I have to do a lot of shit outside well yeah
2: oh apparently um, yay's coffee are pots not cups
1: third pot <laughs> nice
2: you go yay yay gets the coffee award he's like I'm, I'm doing housework today and I'm gonna re-arr- rearrange everything redecorate the Christmas tree
1: <laughs> oh my goodness good stuff well it's December 8th, 1984. And this date, the eighth day of every month, has been a little bit strange the last few months. Big things have happened. So I'm wondering if today we'll see something bigger than what we've seen so far occur.
2: Maybe.
1: Just speculating. I don't know. Maybe just a little bit. I guess, is that superstitious?
2: I don't know. People do it all the time with Friday the 13th, so why not?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Friday the 13th. I wonder when that is. Uh, We don't
2: have one for a while. Not
1: this month. Maybe in a few months. All right. Well, let's jump right on into it. We'll start with a little bit of finance. 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 This is your uh, semi. Weekly reminder not to look at your 401ks because they are devastated, most likely. Uh, Breitbart reported that Texas legislature subpoenas BlackRock for documents linked to ESG effort. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Is this a blow? The Texas legisl- leg- Legislature subpoenaed BlackRock and any of its subsidiaries and affiliate entities last month for any documents related to the asset manager's effort to push environmental, social, and governance policies. The subpoena, first reported by Fox Business, was from the Texas Senate Committee on State Affairs and requested any documents related to ESG integration practices and ESG factors that BlackRock has in its possession. Position? The subpoena came after the committee wrote a letter to BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, and Insti- Institutional Shareholder Services, ISS, in August for documents related to ESG decision-making processes. process. Fox Business reported that Vanguard, State Street, and ISS turned over the relevant information to Texas Senate Committee requested, while BlackRock failed to do so, leading to the subpoena. ESG policies are a form of leftist activism in financial investing that has become the latest vector to influence the way Wall Street financial firms and corporations continue to take social and political positions that do not relate to their business, such as stances associated with climate change, as well as diversity, equity, and inclusion, the DEI agenda. Cue the scary music. Yep. Wall Street firms such as BlackRock and others sell ESG as a way to invest according to specific criteria that the potential left pushes on voters and consumers. Texas State Senate Committee on Estate State Affairs Chairman Brian Hughes told Fox Business in a statement. The committee needs these documents to uncover the extent to which these firms have been playing politics using Texans hard-earned money. Next week, we will hold a hearing where each firm will appear to give account to the people of Texas. While each firm has produced documents, some have provided more than others. BlackRock, in particular, has refused to provide documents it considers internal or confidential. Accordingly, we have issued a subpoena to BlackRock for the production of additional documents to the committee needs to complete its work. We will not allow these firms to continue to use Texans' money to force a narrow political agenda. They have a legal duty to put their investors' interests first, and we intend to make sure they do. Earlier in the week, the committee chairman announced they would hold a hearing on December 15th to discuss the impact ESG policies from Wall Street financial institutions have on Texans. Reportedly, the committee invited officials from companies to testify, including BlackRock. Very interesting.
2: Yep. So, uh, just so everybody knows, there's a website. I, if I did I put it in our notes. Mm-hmm. There's a website out there. It's called OurMoneyOurValues.com.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And... It's actually a website that was put together by uh, the state treasurer, certain state treasurers. I don't know which one. I had didn't have time to dig into it too mm. much. But um, apparently some Republican state treasurers are fighting back against this. And um, they are um, trying to educate americans on what esg really is Mm. and um there was another article i'm trying to find it here give me just a second that breitbart did i think back in november it was called republican state treasurers plot anti-esg strategy Mm -hmm. so there are states fighting back against this stuff and they're aware of what's happening So I think that's a good thing. I think that's good news. And um, I think it would be worthwhile to do some more digging and find out what states are involved in this and see if there's any way of getting other states involved in it as well. Um, You Mm -hmm. can obviously donate. Um, You can share your story with them. But I think that bringing awareness to this is probably one of the biggest things that we can do because most people honestly probably don't have the foggiest idea of what this is and how it really affects their finances.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
2: Wow. I, I, it, I that found that interesting.
1: Yeah, this is a cool website. I yeah. like it. I like it. Very See? cool. Appreciate that. No problem. Um, wow, I might have to actually, I saved this because I want to dig into it later. Our, our money, our values.com. And more on ESG here. This is really interesting. Do you want to take this one? Sure. Market Watch reported this.
2: Yep. So Vanguard, the world's second largest mutual and exchange-traded funded manager, is pulling out of a major financial, financial sector alliance intended to help t- tackle climate change, the firm announced Wednesday. Hmm. vanguard in a statement said it will track its progress independent of the alliance as an effort to provide clarity to its investors some environmental groups who follow pledges toward net zero greenhouse emissions from the lifeblood of the economy the financial services and banking sector called the exit a major blow to the effort these groups argued that such a move is kowtowing to anti-woke sentiment that claims investments focused on impending clean energy transition and other pro-climate actions only come at the expense of investment returns the alliance called the Net Zero Asset Manager. The alliance called the Net Zero Asset Manager was launched in late 2020 to encourage asset managers to hit a net zero emission target, say 2050, and help keep a rise in global temperatures to one and a half degrees Celsius. That's a voluntary temperature goal agreed to at the pivotal 2015 Paris climate meetings and is seen as the market key to slowing atmospheric warming, yada yada yada. It says, we have decided to withdraw from NZAM so that we can provide the clarity our investors desire about the role of index funds and about how we think about material risks, including climate-related lists, Vanguard said in a statement on its website. Hmm. Such industry initiatives can advance constructive dialogue, but sometimes they can also result in confusion about the views of individual investment firms. That has been the case in this instance, particularly regarding the applicability of net zero approaches to the broadly diversified index funds, Favored by many Vanguard investors, and it goes mm-hmm. on. Um, the Biden administration is pushing for this, but um, I think that this is good news because mm-hmm. I think it, it shows that people are waking up to what's really going on, what this stuff really means, and how it's really affecting their dollar. So yeah.
1: I, th- I think you're right, and I think they're pulling out of this. It kind of they kind of said it, but I, the way I interpret this is they're pulling out of this but they're still going to continue forward internally with that same type of agenda, which I think is an optics thing or something along those lines. Uh, exactly like you said, which yeah. is great. You guys, um, I named today's show. They're desperately pushing forward because they are, and they have been. And I think they're trying to fast forward their agenda as we've been discussing. And when people just say, no, F you fuck off. It has a big impact. So we need to stand strong for what we believe in and participate in what we like and don't participate in what you don't like. Vote with your currency. uh, Vote with your voice, too. Just be loud. Share the information with the people you love. and Yeah, I mean, this is cool. This is good. This is good. But, I mean, we're not out of the woods yet.
2: No. This this is one company among many, and BlackRock is, um, you know, huge. And they... I don't think BlackRock is going to change their position or their stance on it. So
1: no, I think they're uh, ride or die. Yeah, yeah, yep. I would say so. Hmm. So that's it for finance, everybody. Yeah. We just wanted to get the the meat and taters out of the day and share that. Uh, if there's anything that you're like, why didn't you guys talk about? X, Y, z, put it in the comments and stuff, and uh, so we can be aware of what the heck's going on as we go through our days and maybe we'll cover it tonight during the daily dose. I'll be filling in for Josh tonight as his schedule is so busy. he needs a little bit of uh help there, so I'll be filling in tonight for Josh. He will be doing his all of his other shows though, so tune into those uh Dark to light show, etc and then uh yeah, so we'll go on with it. but also remember if you're interested in buying gold and silver, you could support uh, your financial needs with the professional advice and opinion of uh, getgoldtoday.com, which is Kirk Elliott, Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team of experts that help you buy gold and silver with, whether that's with cash or rolling over an IRA or 401k. Let's just uh, go to getgoldtoday.com and get a free consultation and let them know that the red pill project sent you and you could be on your way with that. Onward. Yep. This is Big. You want to take it?
2: Sure. Yeah. We've got uh, federal law enforcement warned of attacks on power plants. So we all know about the North Carolina uh, power plant that was attacked. Which was shot. Yeah, it was shot. And um, apparently there's more. So uh, this is News Nation. Uh, days after what officials called a targeted attack on power substations in North Carolina, News Nation has exclusively obtained a recent federal law enforcement memo that warned of something strikingly similar. The memo reads in part: "Quote: Power companies in Oregon and Washington have reported physical attacks on substations using hand tools, arson, firearms, and metal chains, possibly in response to an online call for attacks on critical infrastructure. In recent attacks, criminal actors bypassed security by cutting the fence links, lighting." nearby fires, shooting equipment from a distance, or throwing objects over the fence and onto the equipment. Uh, officials told News Nation Tuesday it is too early to know a motive to the gunfire damage that caused widespread power outages in Moore County, North Carolina, but there have been similar cases of vandalism in plots in North Carolina and across the country in recent months. On November 11th, for example, sheriff's deputies in Jones County, North Carolina, reported that criminal vandalism had caused 12,000 people to lose power for days. That investigation remains ongoing, and authorities say no suspects have been identified or arrested. In another instance, back in February, the Department of Justice secured guilty pleas from three men accused of plotting to shoot substations across the country with powerful rifles. Wow. Yeah. And um, there was also officials have confirmed deliberate physical attacks on Oregon and Washington substations as well.
1: Well, real quick, before we move on to that, which is huge, of course, federal officials said the defendants were white supremacists and planned to cause millions of damage and social unrest. I don't... They're blaming this on the right a lot of times. Um, This is a previous article. What?
2: I thought this was a different article.
1: Sorry. Oh, I just wanted to point that out. Um, Of course, they're blaming it on the right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I think we could all pretty much agree that it's more likely Antifa.
1: Probably. Yeah. And funded by the same people who funded that violence. Uh, But yeah, go on. We have this happening in Washington and Oregon as well.
2: Yeah, we do. Um, And I just heard about all of this this morning. uh, Following what authorities are calling a targeted gunfire attack towards power substations in North Carolina over the weekend. A federal memo warned substations in Oregon and Washington recently had physical attacks on substations using hand tools, arson, firearms, and metal chains, possibly in response to an online call for attacks on critical infrastructure. And it talks about that. We are seeing Randall Blazek, a sociology professor, professor and extremism researcher, says there's a reason behind substations being hit. We are seeing more chatter in the wake of midterm elections, said Blazek these are soft targets power stations aren't surrounded by armed guards the surveillance is minimal and it's relatively easy to take a pot shot at a reservoir or a substation and get away with it in woodland county in woodland cowlitz county i can't read today Calid's pud confirmed two of its substations have been vandalized Palette's PUD is aware of vandalism on two of our substations in the Woodland area, which occurred in mid-November. At this time, we do not have any further comment. As this is an active investigation and we are cooperating with local, state, and federal law enforcement, our facilities have since been repaired. PGE also confirmed one of its substations in Clackamas County had been hit. A spokesperson for PGE said it's still an ongoing investigation. Many details cannot be released at this time. So um, I believe there's up to five that were hit. And um, I can tell you this from a personal experience in Billings, Montana. The substation that, it, that we have that's up by our airport is getting a brand new 20-foot concrete wall put around it. Interesting. It's still in the process of being built. So um,
1: That's incredibly racist. I can't believe they put that around there.
2: I know, right? So, for all of the white extremists that live in Montana, you won't
1: be able to shoot. This yeah. Ooh. By the way, we're being sarcastic. I don't actually believe. Yes. It. You know, this could be anybody, right? Anybody could be radicalized. But I. Uh, yeah. I, I
2: there really is a twenty-foot wall going up in front of us. That that's part is
1: great. True. You know, I'm concerned about this. <clears throat> okay, I, there are some good you things. There are some good things. One good thing about our infrastructure is that it's incredibly decentralized, whereas every little town or every little cluster of houses and businesses has one of these stations or two or three or four, depending on how big the city is. So in that regard, you know, I think it takes a lot of terrorists to take them out unless they focus on large key stations. Think Um, of
2: this, though. Where does all of that stuff come from? What stuff? The stuff they use to build our power substations, the um, the transformers,
1: Mm. or yeah, the different parts and whatnot. They come from China. China. Yeah, Yeah. and that's a that's a concern. I mean, if there's an attack at my local um, grid. Uh, God forbid then yeah they have to do you think they have those parts on hand no money's always tight they've already stuffed their pockets they're gonna have to do something with the new money coming in and get that stuff in I mean they can only do so many repairs and uh, it would have to be a really well coordinated attack to really be the shit storm um, firestorm event that could possibly happen what
2: I don't think so you think about it. You take out one or two sub power stations, and I don't know anything. I'm just thinking I'm speculating. out loud.
1: That's fine. Yeah, I'm what? speculating. What do you think?
2: Um, you take out one or two, right? Let's say they're like, we absolutely can't get these back online. We're going to have to reroute power, and so they pull power from other substations to provide power back to those people. Then you're putting a strain on the current infrastructure that's existing. Yeah. And I just think it. it the potential for widespread chaos
1: yeah do you think it could get ugly fast
2: i think it could not necessarily super fast i think it's definitely gonna time gonna take time but i just think putting the extra strain on the the rest of the infrastructure is gonna take its toll yeah you know yeah they could definitely chip away at it it to account
1: yasha in the comments said that it takes two years to build a transformer wow
2: yeah i don't know a lot about that kind of stuff (laughs) um But I do know that when you put strain on other parts of things, it's, you know, it wears down faster and you need to replace things faster and you've got the potential there for, and that works for anything.
1: Yeah. You know, so. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I also, I'm concerned about... this happening in a community like mine where a lot of people can't survive without power very long. There's a lot of elderly on oxygen or, you know, just needing that light that they have or just the just, the, you know, light is so valuable and energy heat. You go, you know, if you're 80 or 90 or 100 and you don't have heat for a day or two. three that could be a death sentence so i think communities really and every community has their share of people that rely more on infrastructure than others i think that this should be a huge concern honestly i wouldn't be opposing um putting guards at every single power station around or taking things like or taking measures like building walls or volunteers or cameras put up Come on. Yeah. How, it's not that expensive to put up some damn cameras. They should have cameras at every single one of these, see all the cars coming and going, and just surveil surveil them. It may come down to that point where people stand up and say, hey, uh, who wants to take Tuesday nights and go stay at the power station with their rifle? You know?
2: Yeah, I. you know, the problem is is that the power stations and stuff are all private entities. They're all private corporations, so they get... Um. They.
1: I don't think they want to be taken down either, though.
2: No, I don't think so. Um, I would say that they're probably you know I don't know they'd have to I. For example, the the wall that's being around built around the one in Montana. Yeah. They had to have the company itself had to have decided to invest money in that. It was probably probably cheaper for them to build a twenty foot, um, wall than it was for them to replace whatever they needed to replace in case it was, it was attacked. So I think those are decisions Mm. that each company needs to make. And, um, you know,
1: some power stations are actually hidden inside fake buildings. Did you know that?
2: Yeah. I think this is concerning. I don't think that it's something that you would have that at this point, we need to, um, be overly concerned about, um, I don't know. I just don't want people to freak out over something that you know could potentially just not. I mean, it's scary, right? It's yeah, I don't think it's cause. Definitely...
1: Definitely... I don't think it's cause for panic, but I think everybody should be aware of it and be prepared for power outages.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Because you never know i mean we're already facing mother nature who could take the power out at any time now add in this where you have radicalized people from the internet whether they be right or left who knows it's under investigation we all can make our assumptions though um yeah. now this is just another factor that could take our power out
2: yeah and it definitely. it seems
1: it seems to be definitely ramping up yeah. <sighs> sons of guns man how are people going to charge their teslas if they're attacking their power grid all right?
2: right?
1: <laughs> no Ooh. kidding. We have some really good news.
2: Yes. <laughs> you keep going. I'm actually doing yeah, it. Josh good. asked for the notes.
1: So. Oh, fuck.
2: I'm doing it I right have now, a really, so good,
1: <laughs> really good news here. Brittany Griner was released from prison. I know you guys are cheering. I could almost hear you. Uh, let's take a look at this article here. You all may have heard of this. This is kind of the big story of the day thus far. Or not big. I don't think this is as big as the story we just covered, but this is probably the most viral story of the day, so you may have seen this. But Brittany Griner was released from prison in a swap for notorious Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. There's Victor and there's Brittany. Former WNB star Brittany Griner was reportedly released by Russia in a prisoner swap for a notorious Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout, according to U.S. official. In February, Greiner, the two-time Olympic basketball champion, was arrested by Russia and pleaded guilty to possession of cannabis vape cartridges at an airport near Moscow. Possessing seven grams or more carries criminal penalties in Russia. Those can, be, those can include up to two years of corrective labor, yet Greiner was charged with smuggling cannabis into Russia, which holds a prison sentence of five to ten years griner was sentenced to nine years in order to obtain griner's release president joe biden authorized bout to be released from prison and returned him to russia bout will escape 25 years of federal prison time bout has served just half the time in prison he received in 2011 since thursday the prisoner swap had reportedly been negotiated Oh, my God. Creepy, creepy. Rumored as a potential prisoner with ex- re- uh, worth exchanging in August, critics of the deal said Bout should remain behind bars because he is one of the most dangerous criminals in the world. His nickname was um, nicknamed. Like, what? It, they
2: left part of it out. It's like Harbinger of Death or something. It don't Yeah, it is. I that.
1: forget exactly what it was. He's known they it left as part of it out. Yeah, you're right. His nickname was something of death. Bout is a flamboyant arms dealer in his mid-50s with Russian military training. He became a billionaire by raiding the armories of collapsing Soviet Union in the early 90s and using old Soviet cargo planes to transport his black market weapons to conflict zones around the world. This is like the worst trade ever. And let me remind everybody that President Trump got people released Americans released from prison without having to release any prisoners himself, because he is probably the best negotiator we've ever freaking witnessed. Unlike the belligerent, um, occupiers we have today, the Biden administration.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: Um,
2: and then on top of this, are you ready to move to the next one?
1: I am. I, yeah.
2: Or did you have more that you wanted to add with this one? I
1: have a lot of really great jokes that I'm saving for tomorrow. (laughs)
2: But then we've got, on top of it, um, we're letting, you know, criminals go free and basketball players come home. But Biden leaves Marine Paul Whalen behind in Russia in a Brittany Griner swap. The family says it's a catastrophe. I'd be so pissed if I was them. The family of retired Marine Paul Whalen said Thursday that a prisoner swap for WNBA star Brittany Griner... That left Waylon in Russia was a catastrophe because the U.S. would no longer have leverage to free him. On Thursday, it was revealed that President Joe Biden's administration has, had returned to Greiner to U.S. custody after she had been sentenced for a drug charge. In exchange, it gave Russia convicted arms dealer Victor Bout. But Waylon was left behind in Russia, though the Biden administration had been telling reporters for months that the U.S. was trying to secure his release as well. He has been imprisoned on spying charges that he denies. NBC News reported Thursday that Wayland's relatives said they had been warned in advance of the impending Griner swap, and that it would not include Wayland, so they could prepare themselves for disappointment. Wayland's brother, David Wayland, said in a statement that while he can literally only imagine the joy Griner will have being reunited with her loved ones, and in time for the holidays, the inability to also bring Wayland home remains difficult for the family to process. That early warning meant that our family has been able to mentally prepare for what is now a public disappointment for us and a catastrophe for Paul, said David Whalen said. I do not know if he is aware yet, although he will surely learn from the Russian media. Biden's prisoner swap continues a pattern in which democratic administration swap high-level prisoners and even pallets of cash for Americans held abroad. President Donald Trump used threats and pressure instead. The choice of Griner over Whalen may reflect the preferences of Biden's political base. WNBA star and celebrity is also a black lesbian who protested the U.S. national anthem. Waylon is a middle-aged white man.
1: Oh my gosh, their priorities Um, are bass ackwards. And you know, he is in prison in Russia for being accused of being a spy when he attended a wedding in that country.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's absolutely disgusting. We should never have let you know. If we're going to give them. A, a, an arms dealer like Victor Bout.
1: Yeah.
2: We should have absolutely demanded that we get our Marine back. There yeah. should never be a service member. I don't care. Retired or not. There should never be a service member that is left in a foreign country like that ever.
1: Well, it's kind of the, it is the Biden way. That's, it is the
2: Biden way. And, and yeah. people should be outraged about this. Yeah. I mean, do I think that Brittany Griner was unfairly sentenced Yes, but this isn't Russia. I live in the United States. I'm not in Russia. I don't make Russian laws. I don't dictate Russian laws. I don't tell them what they should do or not do. She took that chance when she went over there. With the drugs. Yeah, with the drugs. Spying is a little different. You're talking about...
1: Alleged, could, spying.
2: Could Waylon, yeah, alleged spying. Could Waylon have really been a spy?
1: Yeah. Sure. Maybe.
2: Sure, but guess what? Victor Bout was an arms dealer. We threw him in jail. He took that chance when he came over here, got arrested and thrown in prison. Maybe so did Waylon. I, I don't know whether those charges, those alleged charges are deserved or not. And I'm not going to speculate on it because I don't know a whole lot about that story. But.
1: That would have be been a fair trade. Sw-
2: make a fair swap.
1: Yeah. They could have said, give you know, we'll give you our really low pro- profile Griner for and. Our marine for your arms dealer. They probably would have done it. Yeah, and probably. they would have been able to be woke. We freed grinder. Here's the thing. What?
2: I think that Russia knows damn well that Putin does or that Biden doesn't give a shit about American troops and they're like, "Oh, we you know, we're trying to get the best deal possible." And that's Worst exactly what they ever. did.
1: This yeah, is absolutely. telling terrorists that Hey, we negotiate with you. You want a pile of cash? Do you want an unfair trade? Well, go ahead because we're weak as hell. We're a belligerent occupation. We're just running the country to shit. Go ahead and take advantage of us all you want. That's what you get with the Biden administration, clearly. These yeah. bozos. Man, yeah, bozos. And
2: actually, Brittany Greiner is a woman.
1: Yeah, she's she, a lesbian I, woman. I did some
2: research on this. She was born a female and she's not actually a dude. She looks like a dude, but she's not.
1: Yeah, she does look like She
2: actually good. is a, a female. So yeah. she was born a female, always been a
1: female. Lesbian female.
2: She's a lesbian female,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. I was confused with all the news and with her boyish looks. I was like, that's a man. She has Adam's apple. But no, it's just nope. weird. She has no Adam's apple. She's
2: yeah. a female.
1: Okay. Well, now that that's out of the way, let's see what else we've got here. These sons of guns, man. Um, yeah. Biden quotes scripture. He vows to limit the number of bullets that can be in a cartridge. Um, First off,
2: it's not called a cartridge, but whatever. Cartridge? Like he does no know what he's talking about. Are people putting bullets well,
1: in their printers now? Or?
2: <laughs> that would be one way of handling those <laughs> horrible reports you don't want to print. <laughs>
1: what the fuck
2: you don't want to print out that that income statement for your company (laughs) bullets in your printer cartridge (laughs) that'll that'll show those accountants
1: (laughs) he quotes this
2: is uh this is so ridiculous um president joe biden spoke at the 10th annual national gun control vigil wednesday night and assured attendees he is still pushing to limit the number of bullets that can be in a cartridge A cartridge um this is just absolutely awful. He, um, he said, our work continues to limit the number of bullets that can be in a cartridge, type of weapons that can be purchased and sold, attempt oh. to ban assault weapons, a whole range of things that are just common sense. They're not common sense. They're absolutely unconstitutional. He's, I think what he's pushing for is what is probably something very similar to what Oregon just passed in their legislature which is um, that you can have magazine size magazines that hold no more than five rounds. Um, now the thing about it is is that there are a lot of revolvers out there that hold six and there's nothing you could do about that. It's unless you can I, I don't know maybe you can buy different parts that and change the I don't know
1: what I don't talking. know, but look at what he said.
2: I did see what he said. Where did it Where does it? Talk? Oh, Biden talked of how a federal assault weapons ban was in place and one and once and suggested we could do it again. He then said, Scripture says, and I quote, the light shines in darkness and the darkness have not overcome it.
1: Maiden then told the
2: gun control vigil attendees that they are the light.
1: Shut the hell up! They're stealing our scripture. That's what we're saying about their damn lies. They can't take it for their gun control. That's bullshit. Wow. Can you believe this? I think that's. Ob- I think honestly, that is like making a mockery of it. Is the scripture? It's I really whole- do.
2: It's making a mockery of scripture and it's making a mockery of, um, dude, everybody. It's
1: what an idiot.
2: Very telling.
1: There's so much misinformation from these gun activists. It's retarded. (laughs) I'm just saying it's pretty funny, but it's also scary. They're going after the damn guns. Uh, They are.
2: They want you disarmed.
1: Yeah. We know why. Mm -hmm. Um, Arizona Mojave County Board of Supervisors to discuss legislation against Maricopa County following their fraudulent election. Okay, some litigation. This is good. Hopefully it makes some headway. Anything anything, uh, new? Anything good about this?
2: I think it's just interesting that um, you've got one county suing another county in the same state. So we'll see if a judge picks it up, honestly, or how they rule on it. I, you know, there's lots of the stuff that was going around in 2020 after the election. And and already
1: this year, too, where the Obama-appointed judge will pick it up and then wipe their ass with it and then throw it in the garbage. Yep.
2: Yep. So do I expect this to go anywhere?
1: Not really. Let's see. We'll see. It's good news, but, you know they have uh everyone's bought and paid for so who knows well yeah
2: and Carrie Carrie lake plans on um filing a lawsuit tomorrow on friday mm-hmm. again i don't think it's gonna go anywhere i i just don't hold out much hope
1: mm-hmm. that
2: this is gonna turn into anything more than it did in 2020
1: i hope i hope you're wrong but i hope i'm wrong too. it seems like that so far um,
2: and then uh Maxine Waters doesn't plan to subpoena former FTX CEO Sam Bankman Freed. Um, even though he could still be subpoenaed, apparently she's asked him to come in and give a statement or they're buddies. They're yeah, they're buddies. She's like, I'm not gonna subpoena him, he's my friend. He gave, he lined my pockets and but that There's, doesn't mean that he won't ever be subpoenaed to appear. So
1: Yeah, this is corruption at the highest levels with Sam Bankman-Fried and his laundering for the Democrats and Rhino-Republicans as well. And nothing's being done because the system is that corrupt. Yep. Billions of dollars has been stolen and they don't care. Yep. Yep. And uh, Chuck Schumer has been re-elected as Senate Majority Leader.
2: Of course.
1: We'll
2: see here. Because they actually do have the Senate now.
1: They do. All yes, those they do. They didn't know, so Disgusting. we
2: lost that one. Worse than we had before. At least before it was a fifty-fifty split with Kamala being the uh, tiebreaker. Now they don't need Kamala as the tiebreaker because it's 51-49. for the Democrats. Yes,
1: yeah. I thought the wasn't the Sam Bankman-Fried scandal ten billion dollars that's gone just poof? I think it was.
2: I think so, but I'm not 100% sure right off the top
1: of my head. There's a bunch of funny things with that funny money, though, so who knows? Um, This is a wild story. I saw this yesterday, and uh, it blew my mind. Publicity stunt? German police conduct largest raid since the Third Reich, and what they claim was an attempted coup in Germany. Listen, this is some crazy stuff, and it's kind of hard to tell what the hell's going on when you're getting your news from the damn internet. I haven't heard much more than what we have here, but uh, German police conducted a lo- the largest raid... Since the Third Reich, yesterday raiding 137 properties belonging to 52 people, with 3,000 cops nationwide, 25 suspects were arrested on charges of forming a terrorist organization, including 71-year-old Prince Henry the Eighth,
2: Thirteenth.
1: Oh yeah, Prince Henry the Thirteenth of uh, Ruse, Ruse. Yeah. Press and half a dozen TV cru- crews were informed on the scene. And on scene, uh, leading a left-wing MP to call the whole thing a show. Okay, so the press was there, and they're like, what the hell? It was reminiscent of the U.S. raids on conservatives in America. In a laundry list of evidence sure to amuse most MAGA patriots, police found one firearm as well as a black guns, prepper pep- uh, supplies, and large amounts of cash. The conspirators are said to belong to the so-called Reichsberger scene, many of them Royalists who believe Germany is occupied by the allies and has no peace treaty post-World War II. Uh, Reichsberger is often sympathized with QAnon. The domestic security spokeswoman of the leftist party in the Bundestag, Martina Renner criticized the raid, calling it a show and revealing that journalists had been informed up to two weeks ahead of the t- ahead of time. Even the names of the suspects, their addresses and time of the raid Info about the raid was so widely available, it seemed more like a publicity stunt, she told NTV. The risk this caused the operation and the officers involved was completely out of proportion, she said. Wren herself had known about the largest police raid since the Third Reich since last week, even though it was allegedly classified as top secret by the Attorney General. The raid may just be a way for the security apparatus to show that they are doing something, said the left wing Pro Antifa delegate. A way of showing they are not just making plans to combat right wing terror, but also but are actually doing something about it. Former MP of the Alternative for Germany Party Birgit Malsack Winkleman <laughs> <laughs> This is like a this is like a this sounds like one of the made up names by the Babylon B. Uh, A member of the AFD party court was arrested in the raid on unknown charges. Many observers now expect the left-wing government to use the bogus raid as a pretext to ban the AFD. Users on Twitter widely mocked the bogus raid, asking how many BB guns were confiscated and whether the elderly conspirators were armed with walking canes. According to statistics from the Germany, German Attorney General's Office, of 226 investigations opened in the first half of 2022, 131 involved radical Islamists, 68 involving foreign extremists, and only nine far right extremists. Interior Minister Nancy Faser, Faser, herself an Antifa sympathizer, abolished the government panel on Islamism while concentrating on far right terror. Wow. Yes,
2: because those nine are definitely way worse than those 130-some.
1: Oh, my gosh. Let's look at the left-wing version of this story. German coup plotters wanted to return the country to 1918. Oh, my God. The United States sends billions in the industrial parts, natural gas, and medical supplies to Germany every year. Increasingly, we've we've also been exporting some of our dumbest ideas. On Wednesday... German special forces arrested 25 people who were allegedly plotting to overthrow the government and install a disgraceful aristocrat as head of state. They were apparently influenced by the American-born QAnon conspiracy, which has gained a serious foothold within the country's far right over the past two years.
2: Oh, for the love of God.
1: Yeah, so of course they're like...
2: It's QAnon! <laughs> yeah. It's QAnon!
1: This is some wild stuff, though.
2: Okay. They don't have... The problem is, is they've they've got to create these narratives to discredit people and um, make them
1: look like they're crazy. But people are people see the truth though. Just uh, a lot of people they do, do
2: but they're hoping but for the people the that are narratives. out there.
1: They, I know, it's so wild.
2: I don't even know what to make of it. If people at this point are stupid enough to believe this stuff. Then is is there really any hope for them? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't have the answers to that. <laughs> That's some wild. I, stuff. I feel sorry for people that that buy into this stuff, though. Yeah.
1: It's sad.
2: Yeah.
1: Just like these climate activists that think that all the delusions about the climate are real. Yep.
2: We I have, know. It's the same thing. They, all of this is
1: fake news. Yeah, climate activist storm runways at two German airports. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is Germany either. They are under attack of these globalist yeah. creeps and their radical ideals, which promote acts, dangerous acts like this. Mm-hmm. From these radical activists, climate activists, and they're doing crazy shit. They're destroying property, they're blocking traffic, and it's not <laughs> yeah. good. And this is pushing globalism. It is. Yes. Yeah. Holy mackerel.
2: But at least in Argentina, they're arresting communists, nice. which is good. So Argentina, communist VP Christina Kirshner is sentenced to six years in prison. Uh, Argentina's vice president, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, has been sentenced to six years in prison and banned from public office for life. The court issued the decision this Tuesday, the 6th. Kirchner was found guilty of fraudulent administration during her earlier terms as president of the country from 2007 to 2015. The country's federal prosecutor's office concluded that the former president organized a corruption scheme that distributed public funds to a construction company for roadworks, which were, according to the complaint, overpriced and unnecessary. The investigation discovered millionaire contracts arranged between the vice president and an old family friend, Lazaro Baez, regarding the province of Santa Cruz, where she and her late husband, Nestor Kirshner, developed their political careers. According to the prosecution, Baez started a company to embezzle revenues through false bidding processes. The constructor was convinced of... Convicted of money laundering and sentenced to six years in jail. Um, And it kind of goes on. Um, So we'll see, you know, what happens. But I think it's fantastic that in Argentina, if you are found guilty, then you're banned from ever serving in public office again. That's what we should do everywhere. That should be what we do here. Um, Obviously, in Brazil, they need that, too. And then um, you're on mute.
1: That'd probably be good for everywhere.
2: It would be good for everywhere. Imagine and that. And then uh, Peru's president was ousted and arrested after a bid to dissolve Congress.
1: This is some so, wild stuff.
2: Yeah, it really is, and it shows you the power transfers I think that are taking place. And you've never—I've never in my life ever heard of so much going on, and you know. South America, Central and South America is what's happening here with these political upsets and stuff. But uh, Peru's leftist president, Pedro Castillo, was ousted by lawmakers and arrested Wednesday in a dizzying series of events in a country long prone to political upheaval. Mm -hmm. Dina Boularte, a 60-year-old lawyer, was sworn in as Peru's first female president just hours after Castillo tried to dissolve Congress in a move criticized as an attempted coup. The day of high drama began with Castillo facing his third impeachment attempt since the f- former rural school teacher unexpectedly won power from Peru's traditional political elite in an election 18 months ago. In a televised address to the nation, the 53-year-old announced that he was dissolving the opposition-dominated Congress, installing a curfew, and would rule by decree. As criticism poured in over the address, lawmakers finally gathered earlier than planned to debate the impeachment motion and approved it with 101 votes out of a total of 130 lawmakers. Castillo was impeached for his moral incapacity to exercise power after a litany of crises, including six investigations against him, five cabinet reshuffles, and large protests. Mm The Constitution allows impeachment proceedings to be brought against the president based on alleged political rather than legal wrongdoing, making impeachments commonplace in Peru. Mm. Castillo was arrested on Wednesday evening, said Mario Barreto, coordinator of a team of prosecutors who deal with government corruption. A source in the Attorney General's office told AFP was being investigated for rebellion. Castillo became the third president since 2018 to be sacked under the moral incapacity provision in the Constitution. Within two hours, Villarte took the oath of office in front of Congress to serve out the rest of Castillo's term until July of 2026.
1: They should do and Biden. this says
2: peru is no stranger to political instability it had three different presidents in five days in 2020 and is now on its sixth president since 2016
1: oh my gosh well you keep getting corrupt people in there i guess that's what you got to do
2: yeah uh,
1: i don't know the specifics to all that who's good who's bad but yeah I, I
2: don't either i just it, it's definitely interesting to see The movements that are being made and um, things that are happening in countries all around the world, where you know we can we can really start to see the globalist war for what it really is. You know, it's not just a problem here in the United States or in even North America. It's it's everywhere. It's in South America. It's in Europe. It's in Asia. It's in Africa, it's in, on all of the continents, in all of the countries, and it's a global problem, you know? Oh and we need to find a way of really working together and pooling our resources with other people around the world and following the examples of other people around the world. Look at the millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people in Brazil that are standing up and demanding that they get their president. Yeah. Imagine what would have happened if we would have done that in 2020 as Americans. Who knows? You know, if we would have done that before they had a chance to take power, if we would have started doing that from November all the way until the middle of January, what change could we have affected? But we did nothing. We sat back and, I we mean, okay, there was happened, January
1: though. 6th. We don't know if it would have been better or worse if we did that. Right. But I do think we aren't doing hardly anything
2: right but now. But we didn't. They were like, oh, well, let's wait till January 6th. No, we should have, on November 4th, there should have been protests everywhere. True. Everywhere. In every state, in well, every you know, town across America.
1: They quelled that with Antifa and fear.
2: Yeah, and we let them. Instead of fighting back.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's still the case. Anytime there's anything that uh is done, there's Antifa's there. Yep. But you know what? We have a right to de- we it.
2: have a, we have a right to defend ourselves against that.
1: And then the FBI infiltrates and creates disorder proven um i don't know
2: i i think that by letting Anti we've let antifa win hmm. we have we've let the left and antifa win by doing nothing and not standing up and not being brave we've let them win and now we're paying the price for it
1: yeah i mean i don't know what to say maybe there's
2: nothing to say i mean it's not your fault it's not my fault It's all of us collectively as Americans, we all have to take our responsibility for it. The truth of the matter is, is we let them get away with it.
1: Yeah. But I, you know, I wonder what would have changed had everyone stood up at that time, you know, it's not necessarily, it not necessarily would have been better today had we done that. We don't know.
2: We don't know because it didn't happen. Right. Because what I'm saying, I guess, was is that we had a better chance of doing anything right after the election occurred because from november till january 20th when biden was not we still had trump true and so after january 6th i mean yes they did what they did um but we never we didn't do anything while trump was still in office
1: yeah i think
2: because we would have had some protection had we done something then
1: yeah, I think people got complacent when he was in office for a while. Yeah. Wow, wow. This is pretty cool stuff today. The news was surprising for me, to me. Yeah, if there was guys, a lot. <laughs> if you guys have any other news and stuff that you want to share with us, you could find us on the Social Red Pill, our private social network for the Red Pill family, www.socialredpill.com. It doesn't cost you a dime to join. Just go there and create an account and join us. Uh, We'll be live tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific with The Daily Dose. I'll be filling in for Josh tonight, so join me in that show. And tomorrow we'll have conversations on the Fringe an hour early. That'll be at 5.30 p.m. Pacific as well, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. So join us then tomorrow. And have a great day, everybody. And Andrea, thank you for going through this with me. Pretty wild stuff. Tomorrow's Friday, so we'll have morning coffee, funny edition. We'll just be having a good time talking about things sort of like this with a funny spin. And I have some really inappropriate jokes that I might just share for the hell of it.
2: There we
1: go. I had to really resist. I had to really resist today.
2: Uh, I know it's hard, right? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It'll be better tomorrow, though
1: oh it always is uh thank you boomer for following us and thank you everybody else for tuning in live to the show and everyone watching in the future on the audio podcast etc we appreciate you and we'll see you next time god bless god speed
2: yes hey,